When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. And with that, also a very happy New Year's to everybody out there listening. We had a great year in 2023 at Inside the Penguins and at the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, but we're very, very excited for a fun and hopefully fruitful 2024 for the Pittsburgh Penguins, as well as us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins and anywhere, like I mentioned, you get your podcast from at Tip of the Iceberg podcast. So let's get into a former Pittsburgh Penguin because obviously there's plenty going on within the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. They're succeeding on levels we haven't seen this season yet before. 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. They are the hottest team in the Eastern Conference entering 2024. And they're now only one standings point back from getting back into a playoff spot. With that, they're also finally starting to find a rhythm with their forward depth. Lars Eller and Nolachari seem to fit very well in their roles, giving the Pittsburgh Penguins that historic growth down the middle, that strength down the middle that they've had in years past, whenever their teams have been at their best. 2009, you look at the Cup, it was Jordan Stahl down the middle with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You look at the 2016 and 2017 Cups, you have Nick Bonino down there down the middle, and Matt Cullen playing in a smart role on the fourth line as center. So Eller and Achari fitting those roles pretty well so far into the season. Valtteri Pustinen appears to be a solidifying force on the Pittsburgh Penguins' bottom six. Drew O'Connor has found new legs as of late, and he's starting to look like that everyday NHL player that he was expected to be coming into the season. Jeff Carter even has settled into a role that is, dare I say, helping the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's certainly not hurting them, which is what he did most of last season. Nice to see Jeff Carter coming out on the other side of things in the final year of his contract, maybe the final year of his career. However, it took a while to get back to this point. And even, to be honest, this point might not even last. And it, it, this point isn't even the best. The fact is they finally have a half-decent bottom six, which with the talent that they have on the top six and the talent that they're certainly seeing in net, that's what's providing them a spark coming back up into the Eastern Conference standings, coming back up into potentially a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference standings. But like I mentioned, this isn't even 
a level that you're hoping to be at when you start the season. It's just better than we've seen in the past. And the past has not been kind to the Pittsburgh Penguins when it comes to their depth forwards over the past couple of seasons. Meanwhile, in Florida, I wanted to highlight this because I saw a couple of stats go out over the weekend. And I I really want to mention this because I think a lot of people in Pittsburgh, including me, kind of turned their nose up at bringing this player back two seasons ago. And now it looks to be a big mistake on Ron Hextall's part and everybody that agreed with Ron Hextall with not re-signing this player. Former Pittsburgh Penguin Evan Rodriguez is on pace for a career year with the Florida Panthers. He's currently playing on their top forward line and he has 24 points, 7 goals, and 17 assists in 36 games this season. Now, Rodriguez is a veteran of this league. He's 30 years old. He's in his ninth year in the NHL, but it took him a while to hit his stride at the top professional level in North America. He really broke out when he was a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2021-22. He had 43 points that season, 19 goals, 24 assists, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, Ron Hextall's regime, decided against bringing him back. There were reports that his qualifying offer would be $3 million, which is exactly what he's making right now. And it was going to be a little too rich for the Penguins' blood to bring back Evan Rodriguez coming off of a, at that point, career season with 43 points, in large part due to his inconsistency. And like I mentioned at the top of this discussion, I was on the side of don't bring back Evan Rodriguez. A lot of people were, and those that say they weren't, most of them are trying to look back in revisionist history. The Penguins instead decided to give Kasperi Kapanen $3.2 million on a two-year deal, and we all saw how that ended. They ended up putting him on waivers and losing him for absolutely nothing, but at that point it was a positive for the Penguins to not get anything back but still offload that salary cap hit. So you look at why they didn't choose to renew the contract of Evan Rodriguez that season. He began the year with 30 points in 33 games, including 15 goals in the team's first 33 games. So on pace to be a 30-plus goal scorer, but then he ended it with just 13 points over the next 49, including only four goals. Rodriguez was a major component of that team because that year, both Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin missed time, and at one point, Evan Rodriguez slotted in for a couple of games, but he slotted in as the top-line center for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Great at the beginning of the season, struggled at the end of the season, And that spelled the end of his time with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He went on last year to have a solid season with the Colorado Avalanche on a one-year deal, doing similar things than he did in Pittsburgh. A lot of injuries to the Colorado Avalanche on the forward side of things. Evan Rodriguez kind of played utility man. He can go left wing, he can go right wing, he can even play center for you, and he can play up and down the lineup anywhere you need him to play. He's a good two-way player. He does have a really good shot when he wants to, and he has offensive instincts that allow him to succeed next to very talented players and very talented line mates. Because of that, because of the performance that he had last year in Colorado matched with the career season that he had the year prior with the Pittsburgh Penguins, he's now playing top line minutes with Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhart for the Florida Panthers. Not in an injury replacement role, in a serious this is his role on the team role. That line currently leads the league with a plus 19 goal differential at 5-on-5. That's from Shayna Goldman of The Athletic. Crazy to think that 
Yes, he's playing with Sasha Barkov. He's playing with Sam Reinhart, two very talented players. But Evan Rodriguez is a key cog in what the Florida Panthers are doing down in Sunrise. Who would have thought? Would have been nice to have a guy that contributes at that level. Speaking of at that level, 62.1% of the expected goals that line has at 5-on-5. You know what level that matches? Because they're fifth in the NHL with a minimum of 550 minutes played. That line matches Crosby, Gensel, and Rust. While yes, the Penguins, once Brian Rust come back, could reunite that line and could have one of the best lines in hockey once again because Crosby, Gensel, and Rust are in eighth in the same category, so three spots behind. It would certainly be nice to have it at $3 million. And that's part of the reason I want to bring this up. That's the key for Kyle Dubas moving forward. That is the poison pill that has ruined the Pittsburgh Penguins' bottom six. It's not that they didn't bring back Evan Rodriguez, although it would have been nice if they did, and they'd get it, be getting that contribution in addition to players like a Ricard Raquel, a Brian Rust, a Jake Gensel, at the same cap hits that they're currently making. If you go back and you switch capping in for, for Evan Rodriguez, a lot works its way out in the bottom six last year and, and into this year. But that is the key moving forward. Learn from the past to affect the future, right? The Penguins went out. They have so many players right now in the top six that are making a lot of money. Crosby, worth it. Malkin, worth it. Gensel at $6 million, worth it. Gensel at the $9-plus million he might make next season could also be worth it. But then you look at those middle-tier contracts. Brian Rust, yeah, he's good this season. That's a lot of money, though. And when you sign Ricard Raquel to a near-identical that's a lot of money, though. And you know what that does is that hampers your ability to fill out the bottom six. Yes, you can go out and get good pieces. I talked about Lars Eller. I think that's a good piece. It's a cheaper piece that Kyle Dubas was able to bring in. But you have to be able to hit on those middle contracts. Raquel's playing better. Brian Russ is playing really well. But could you only imagine if the Penguins would have hit on Evan Rodriguez at $3 million last year instead of Kasperi Kapanen at 3.2? It's the little things that could change the trajectory of your team. Because we all see now how important it is to have at least reliable depth. Especially if you look back at the cap teams, or the cup teams, excuse me. You have a lot of these guys on cheap deals. You have a lot of young guys on cheap deals. And guys that are being able to score goals and to contribute while not being paid an arm and a leg. They're starting to get that this year but certainly would have been nice if they had Evan Rodriguez. He has 59% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5, five five, which is fourth on the Florida Panthers, 59% of the expected goals, also fourth, and 58% of the scoring chances, which is eighth. And the Florida Panthers are outscoring opponents 29-10 to 10 with him on the ice. This is a team that is currently sitting second in the Atlantic Division with a 22-12-2 record. And Evan Rodriguez is a key cog in that. Good for him. Great guy when he was in Pittsburgh. Stinks at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Could not catch that. Could not foresee that coming. Colorado went out and signed him. They were looking to go back-to-back in cups. He was huge for them last year. He's huge for the Panthers this year. The Penguins need to start finding those guys. And once they get them, because they do have a couple of guys on this roster that I think could be similar, you got to make sure you hold on to them. To me, Valtteri Pustinen is one of those guys. You got to make sure that you utilize him, you hold on to him, and you make sure that you give him the opportunities because 
Evan Rodriguez has gotten the opportunity this season, and he's certainly making it count. Pittsburgh Penguins? Maybe something to learn from, from Bill Zito down there in the Florida Panthers. But that's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.